Well, I don't know if you got the news, but uh, summer just ended, so I'm just preparing myself for the next season. Um, if you know me a little bit, um, cold uh, blood runs through my veins, <laughs> meaning I hate cold, <laughs> meaning I'm always cold. My favorite season is summer because how warm it is. Um, so that's why uh, you'll see me always with sweaters or jackets or different things um, because, you know, especially me, I, I used to live in, an, in the Caribbean. So in the island was always between 85 and 90. I don't want to get you jealous or anything like that. <laughs> but it was always wonderful. So it was always awesome. Um, so today we're going to talk about seasons, seasons. Now, the only thing that I want, uh, just forgive my, my outfit, but I wanted to show you that we have different outfits for different seasons, right? I love when uh, spring is about to end and then uh, you get a little bit of sunshine and everybody starts putting shorts here. <laughs> so like everybody's like ready for the summer, ready for what's, what's going to happen, the weather and everything. But today we're going to talk about something that you should wear no matter what the season is. Because seasons can be deceiving as well. Because we might be in a different season, maybe summer is over, but yesterday we had like 95 degrees. I was in Gilroy, so it was almost like 100 in Gilroy. It's amazing. So summer might be over, but um, you know we, we may have different things that, that, um, that we are able to experience. So today, uh, let me just remove this because seasons can be deceiving. So <laughs> um, today we have a very special message. And um, I will encourage you to check your notes, to be able to uh, make some notes, write the notes. Uh, they're going to be extremely important for, uh, for today. Now, First of all, I have a very, very important message. Well, actually two. I have one from, from myself and one from Paul that is going to be uh, letting us know today. So the first message is the following. I'm going to do something a little bit different than usual. Our passage today is from Timothy 4, verses 1 through 8. But I want to start with the last Verse, and this is the message from me. Why I want to start with the last mess with the last verse is because it is important for us to know that what we are about to hear from Paul to Timothy was not only for Timothy, was not only for certain type of people, is a message for all of us. So don't don't be deceived, please. Pay a lot of attention because the message that we're going to be talking about is for all of us, for all of us to be able to put into practice. So let me do that. Let me start with the, with the last portion of the final verse, and it says the following. It says, and not just to me, but to all those whose lives show that they are eagerly looking forward to the coming back Again, to the coming back of Jesus Christ. So, 
Paul is about to give us a very important message, and we're going to go into that in, in just a second. But what I want you to know is that at the end of his message, he's saying, um, I'm, I'm also going to receive something from God, but it's not going to be only me, or it's not going to be only you, Timothy, that you're also going to receive, but it's going to be for everyone, everyone that awaits eagerly, that awaits with all of their heart, the coming back of Jesus Christ. And I don't know you, but as I, as, I, as I continue to live and each day passes by, the more and more I wish that God will come sooner. I don't know about you, but the more I watch the news and everything that is happening, not only here, not only abroad, but everywhere, everything that we're seeing, the more, the more we want Jesus to come back. Amen? So, if you have in your heart, um, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if, if you have a passion for living for Jesus Christ, then this message is also for you. And it's a very, very important. So my message is don't miss out on what we're about to say. Okay? Don't miss out what Paul is going to say. Now, let me tell you what Paul is going to say uh, about this message. We're going to start now with verse 1. So I'm going to uh, go back to verse 1, and it says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. So basically what Paul is saying is, I'm going to give you a, a, an instruction. I'm going to give you a message, Timothy. Uh, but look what he says. He says, in the presence of God. How important, I'm going to tell you, every single word that we're going to be reviewing today, every single word that has come from God, every single word that you, that you find in the Bible has a purpose, has a meaning, and is useful to all of us. So even after we finish today, uh, I encourage you to go tonight and, and read again this passage and allow God and His Spirit to talk to you uh, from each word. But He says, I charge you in the presence of God. So meaning what He's about to say, He's saying it in the presence of God. Now, I don't know, but, but if, if I'm going to say something like this, it has to be something that is very important. It's not something that is trivial or it's not something that is going to come by. Or it's something so important that he's saying it. What I'm about to tell you, I'm telling you in the presence of God. And look what he continues. He says, uh, and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the death. Now, Basically, what he's saying is this message is so important that it's a matter of uh, being dead or alive, meaning th this is a very, very important message. And, and remember the context of what we've been doing, uh, reading through Second Timothy, is the following, is that Paul, this is the last letter that Paul writes now, he wrote about 13, um, some people say maybe 14 letters in the New Testament, um, but he wrote 13 letters, and this is the last one that he's writing. But in particular, what is so uh, unusual about this letter is that he's writing it from jail. Now, 
Jail on those days is not the same as it is today. It was, it was something way different. Remember, they are uh, with the Romans, which is uh, people that use very mean, nasty things to be able uh, to go against their enemies. And Yale, this is what they had for Yale. Uh, they used to, uh, or the, the aqueduct that they had, that's what they used um, to be able to put people inside. It's like a, like a cave that was the aqueduct before, basically. And that's where they're putting people that is about to die, that is in, they're, they're in death row. So imagine that. They are in a place that is, is, is not even a cell, it's not even anything. It used to be an aqueduct, so it's something humid, it's something um, that, is, that you can smell the water, and maybe who knows how many animals you have around it. Maybe you even hear the drops. And this is where Paul is writing this last letter. And he knows this is going to be his last letter. So everything that he says on this letter, every word that he says on this letter is so important. This is his whole life, his experience, everything that he has been able to live with God. He's sharing this, and he's sharing the most important moments, the, what, it, what it should be priority to Timothy. And, and, and that's why it's so important that we pay attention to what he's saying, um, because it's so meaningful to Paul, to Timothy, and to all of us. Now, I'm going to tell you, we haven't talked about the message yet, just the, 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 um, what is about to happen right now. But now he's about to tell the message, and he's going to say a few things that allow me first to explain why it's important to all of us and why this is applicable in your life. So look, look what it says. The, the, the next one is the reason for each season. Now, you probably heard about this uh, before, but uh, like around Christmas time, we say the reason for the season, right? Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. I was amazed. We're still in September. For those of you that are watching YouTube, maybe later on, we're still in September. I was amazed to go yesterday um, to Walmart and it's now full of Christmas tree. It's full of gift for this Christmas. And Christmas has become something, um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's not right. <laughs> I, it's, not, it's not fair for the fathers because some of them, or some of them are still paying the gift from last year. <laughs> And now you're telling us that we're going to have another season that we're going to have to spend money. But it's not fair for the real meaning of what Jesus is. Now, Paul is going to talk about seasons. Not so much about, you know, the Christmas season or, or winter, summer, the weather seasons. He's, he's going to talk about the seasons of life. The seasons of life. And uh, the, the message is going gonna, is gonna to say about that. So, the reason for each season. This is the message. 
2 Timothy 4.2. This is what he's about to tell Timothy. He says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So, he's towards the end of the letter. This is the, this is the, last, the last real message. Next week, we're going to see um, a message about the, the final saints that he's going to say. But, but today, he's going to tell the last important message to Timothy, the last point. Um, and, and this is what he says. Preach the word. Preach the word. Now, what I want you to get is, and if, if you cannot remember this word, um, at the end of the, of the message, you can go to the board. We put it on the board. But the word for preach is keriso. Keriso. And this is why it's so important to understand. Keriso doesn't mean that preach the word is only to come here on Sundays on a church and start preaching the word. Keriso means also to proclaim, to proclaim specifically good news. Now, you may say, I'm never going to be a pastor. I'm, you know, I'm terrified just to go over there and talk about uh, in front of people. But what Paul is saying is, Keriso, and this, this is very important for all of us, that we understand that we, our life message, to be able to, to live well, what Paul is saying, you have to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Proclaim doesn't mean only to come here and do it in front of everybody. It doesn't mean to go into a Bible study and, and give a teaching. Proclaim means also to live out that every action that you do matters. Everything that you do in your life matters. And you can glorify God with everything that you do. Even if you're in front of people or even if you're by yourself. Every action matters. And with every action, we are proclaiming Jesus Christ and the good news. The good news that is not only about what we're living, but that we also have a hope in him. Amen? So, Keriso, remember that word. Look what, um, look what Paul says uh, to the Corinthians. He says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. <laughs> Let me read it again. He says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. And we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So do you see, it's not only the person that is here. It's not only the person that has a ministry. It's not only the person that is all of us that God has chosen us to be able to be his ambassadors. So you and me play a very important role 
in proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. The purpose, <laughs> the purpose of our lives is not happiness. The purpose of our lives is not to get married and have kids. The purpose of our lives is to love, love God with everything that we are, love our neighbors like ourselves, and to proclaim the good news. If you are a Christian, that should be the purpose of your life. Now, God is so good and full of grace that he will, he's so good and he will bring everything that you need to be able to live this life. But remember, sometimes we're so focused on what's happening in our lives, in our houses, in our families, in, in, in our work, that we forget the main purpose, the main reason, the, the, the main um, mission that God has given us. And we have to uh, be reminded from time to time so that we don't forget about it. So we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors, and God is talking through us. Now look, look what it says on 2 Timothy 4.3. It says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. So now, we just saw the message. Now Paul is going to say the reason why this is so important. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. I don't know if you're with me, but more than ever, and I'm seeing this in our lives. Did you know that for the first time last month, um, cable or streaming services surpass the viewership of cable for the first time? So meaning that, and it's going to continue that way because the young adults that are growing up they are, they are, um, uh, they are um, accustomed to be able to watch whatever they want on demand, right? I remember when I was a kid, and I had to wait until Saturday morning, <laughs> and I will wake up at 7 a.m. to see the show that I wanted to see. Um, and it was only half an hour, and then you had to wait another week to be able to see the same show again, right? Now, uh, and in Colombia, I'm from Colombia, the soap operas are huge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's like every week the whole family will gather together just to watch the, the episode or, uh, yeah, the episode for that week. And it will, it will last like for a year, <laughs> to be able to complete the whole soap opera. Now, you go to Netflix and you watch everything in one night. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, you go to, to YouTube and are able to find everything that you want to find. Now, you just pull up your phone. Now, the youth and all of us have access to whatever they want just by pulling out their phones. 
And you, you know what is happening right now in social media? I don't know if you know this, but um, I share with the youth, uh, you know, back then, what, what the secret is behind the social media. Is that the more you watch certain things, the more videos of that specific thing they're going to start showing you. Um, that is called the feed. Another thing that they're doing is, I don't know if, if this has happened to you, but last week I said to my wife, we need to do groceries in this week. And I go to Instagram, and the next sponsor um, message that I have is from Safeway. The other day, my son, not me, my son, said, ooh, I think I'm losing hair. <laughs> the next message that appeared on Instagram was something for the hair. So now, nowadays, not only you have the information at the hand, but everything that is being pushed to you is shaping you in a way that you may not even notice. And how important is, first of all, to stay grounded in the Word? How important is to stay grounded in the truth? Because if it was for ourselves, we will always go to the video that we want to watch. We will always try to find the information that we want to try. And the Word of God is what keeps us grounded, is what keeps us humble, is what keeps us in the right path and doesn't allow us to go to the right or to the left. So don't become, and I think all of us have done it, but be aware so you don't have itchy ears. Every time you have itchy ears, then start worshiping God. Start reading his word and start allowing him to show you the truth for your own life. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, verse 4, it says, And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myth, myths. Now, again, just to, a very brief comment is about the fake news that is coming right now during this season, that, I, you know, that I, I've seen it in a way that I have never seen it before. And like I say, just because you're watching that all the time, then you think that that fake news is now the reality. You know what it hurts to me uh, the most about what is happening in Russia right now? Is that people are being deceived. Because the only thing that they're able to watch is their news from the government. Everything is controlled, the media, the, the, the news, everything is controlled. So everything they hear is that uh, the rest of the world is attacking Russia. And now they have to themselves uh, defend themselves. So, you know, my heart goes out to them because they are not privy to the real truth. My heart goes out to people here in the United States that have forgotten about God. And they are not previewed to the truth. Sometimes they follow their passions, whatever it is. It could be a sports. It could be 
politics, it could be financial, it could be many different things. And they get so into it that they forget about God. They forget about the truth that we can find in him. And only in him we can find that. Remember, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So remember about that. Don't, don't allow yourselves to have itchy ears. Verse 5, he says, As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering and do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. So as for you, as for all of us, he says that we need to be sober-minded, endure suffering, and do the work of an evangelist. Now, let me tell you this. Sometimes when you hear words like uh, you have to endure suffering, Endure has been a theme that we have been watching throughout 2 Timothy. Urgency and endurance. Endure doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to suffer on purpose. Uh, Endure doesn't mean, uh, or endure suffering doesn't mean that you're going to allow certain things uh, to step over you. What Paul is trying to say is that, as we continue to live and as we continue to proclaim Jesus Christ and as we continue to live the way that he wants us to live in obedience, that there is going to be some um, difficulty in that. But what he's saying is, don't worry about the difficulty. Continue to trust in God and the things that he has commanded you to do. We have to continue to be obedient because sometimes what happens with us is there is something coming in our lives that is a difficulty, a problem, something very hard. And we forget about what God has said about those situations. And we forget that God is with us. And we forget that God, the creator of all things, the all-knowing, the all-powerful wants the best for us. And we need to continue to trust as we continue to live life. There is going to be very different things that are come, come, come at you. And they might try to put your focus in another things other than God. Continue to endure. Continue to do what God has put in your, in your heart. That's what it's trying to do. Fulfill your ministry is we have a calling and um, there is nothing best that we can do in our lives that continue to do those things that God has put in front of us. So that's the message. Now, what Paul is going to say is he's going to invite us to look at his life, his own life. Remember, it's about to end and he wants Timothy to look at Paul's life so that, that he knows that um, there is a, a manner to be able to live well. Now, this, what we have here is a theme for the entire year, for the entire series, I'm sorry. It says, live well. That has been a reminder for all of us because what uh, Paul is trying to tell Timothy is, this is the way if you put into practice these things you'll be able to live well. So 
a well-lived life in all seasons. Look what it says in uh, 2 Timothy 4.6. It says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of the, my departure has come. So what Paul is trying to say right now is, he's going to tell Timothy his present, what he's living right now. And he's saying that he's being poured. And what it is, is in the Old Testament, before the sacrifice, they will pour um, wine uh, into the sacrifice, just before it was going to be sacrificed. So this is what Paul is saying is, I'm, I'm about to die, I'm about to be a sacrifice, but... Look, look at what he's thinking at his heart. He's not complaining about the situation. He could say, look where I am. Look everything that I'm enduring. Look, you know, everything that I have to suffer. What he's saying is, even if I die or even if I live, I do it always for God. That's exactly what he told the Romans on Romans 14.8. The same city where he's a prisoner right now. He says, whatever I do, whether it's I'm living or I'm dying, I want to do it for God. That was his heart. That was his whole life. So, so Paul's life is a great example for all of us. That it's not a matter of just coming here and listening to the word and, and say, what a wonderful message. Or, or you know, God talked to me uh, today is everything that we do matters. Not only when we're here, but when we are outside. Not only when good things are happening, but also when difficult things are happening. The message of God prevails in all the seasons, all the seasons of your life, and you're able to proclaim God in every situation, in every opportunity. That's why, that's why he says, preach in season and out of season. Because do you think there is a season that is convenient to preach the Word of God? No. The, the Word of God is, we're able to preach it in every season. So what he's trying to say is, take advantage of every opportunity. I don't know what you're going through right now. I, I have no idea what is happening in your life. But I, what I am able to tell you is that you can use that to show others that there is a real God in you. That you have been able to trust everything that is happening with him. That you know that he's taking good care of you. That at the end, it doesn't matter what happens. Either you live or die, you will do it for the glory of God. That it doesn't matter what suffering, it doesn't matter what joy, it doesn't matter what happening around you, that you're able to say, I'm doing it for the glory of God. And that, that is what Paul's saying in the present. I'm about to be poured out as a drink of offering, and my departure has come. So he's aware that he's going to be a sacrifice for God. The next verse, verse 4-7, he's going to talk about his past. He says, I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. Fight. I don't know if you remember, but in 1 Timothy, when we were seeing 1 Timothy, Paul was encouraging 
uh, Timothy to fight the good fight, to be a fighter. And now that he's about to end, he's telling Timothy, I have been able to accomplish that. And life is like a battle every day. Every single day is like a battle. If, sometimes it feels like that. Um, and sometimes you don't know what is going to happen on that day. But a good soldier is always prepared. A good soldier is always focused focus on what is the matter at hand. A good soldier always knows what decision to take when the battle comes, when the opportunity comes, and what he should be doing. You know, the, the great um, comeback of Ukraine with the battle that they're doing with Russia right now is, is based on a couple of things they were saying. One of them is because Russia, the army of Russia, um, is very uh, centric. So they, do, they will not move anything unless the, the main commander says to do something. Now, in, in Ukraine, the soldier has the opportunity to make the decisions to what is good for the battle. So we should, we should be able to live that way. We should be able to know that there is going to be battles in our day, and we should be able to be prepared enough so that when something comes, then you know how to act. Also, you should be able to stay focused on what is really important. A soldier, they, you know, their mind is not in any other things but the battle. And here is what God is telling us, is that we will have battles, and those may not be able to understand or see because they are being fought uh, in a different realm. Um, because what is happening that we don't even see is the, the product of what we're living so we have to be attentive and we have to be ready to always fight. But not only fight, but to give the good fight. And that's what Paul has been able to do with his sample. I have finished the race. I have finished the race. Again, he, he goes to an athlete. And um, I'm, I'm not an athlete. I'm very good at watching sports on TV. <laughs> but... When I was young, I used to uh, do a little bit of sports. Uh, cycling was my sport. And they tell you something about in cycling. In Colombia, the roads, you know, you have a lot of mountains. That's why they're so good going up uh, and they're not so good on the flat. But, because they're able to practice that a lot. But what they always told me when I was little is always keep your eyes not on what is happening around, but keep your eyes in front of you. Keep running. It doesn't matter what is happening. It doesn't matter if, if, if you go to, to a, a place that you're going to see a huge mountain. Don't look at the top, because then you're going to be discouraged. Just keep looking what is in front of you, what is maybe 10 feet in front of you, and just keep pedaling and keep pedaling, and keep pedaling, and finish the race. Finish the race. And this is what Paul is saying to Timothy. I was able to finish the race. The purpose of my life, everything that I did, 
everything that I had to endure, everything that I was able to share, everything that I went through, I was able to keep going and continue to proclaim Jesus Christ in my life. Not just with words, but with actions. Okay? So the same thing. As we continue to live every single day, keep that in mind. Continue to fight and continue to endure and continue to uh, run the race. And I had kept the faith. Now, that word kept, um, it, means, it means that I have been able not only to endure, but that I have been able to continue to trust. Continue to trust. It's like a continual verb. So everything that you do, continue to trust in God. It doesn't matter what situation it is. It doesn't matter how hard or how impossible it may seem. Continue to trust in God. Because he has been so good. (laughs) See, the things that you have been able to experience in your lives are things that maybe he prepared for you so that you can continue to trust him in the situation that you're going through right now. Remember that time that, you know, your, your heart poured out because you didn't know what to do? Because there seemed no situation, uh, no light at the end of the tunnel. Because it seems like you were not going to be able to get out of that one. And God came through in that situation. In an amazing way, something that you didn't expect it. And you were able to experience God the same way. Continue to trust him today in your life, in everything that he's doing. Because what he is doing is something good. He tells us everything, and everything means everything. Everything works out for good. Everything works out for good. So continue to trust him and continue to keep the faith um, even if you don't see it right now, even if, if you're not able to understand what is happening. And this is how it's going to end. And I'm going to invite the band to come over, but we're going to see verse 8. It says, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So now he's going to talk about his future. He talked about his present, his past, and this is the future. And this is the most important thing for all of us. Our future. Where are we going to spend eternity? What we are living right now is just but a, but a blow. It's just but a, but a short piece compared to what is uh, awaiting us in the whole eternity, in God's presence. I shared this one time, long time ago, but try to imagine you as a baby in the belly of your mom. You were all comfortable. 
your mom was feeding you. You, you didn't have to cook. You didn't have to do any chores. You didn't have to worry about anything. You were in a jacuzzi, <laughs> practically. Everything was good. And the nine months came up. And it was time to come out. We had no idea what it was going to happen. We had no idea what we were about to experience. We had no idea what God has prepared for us because the only thing that we knew at that time was the comfort of the belly of our mom. The same thing is with eternity. Jesus Christ says that you cannot even imagine what he has prepared for all of us who have trusted in him. Now, I'm not looking for richness or I'm not looking for my own house or anything like that. I will be just so happy to be on his presence. Just so happy to know that everything that we had to endure had a good ending. I will be just so happy and I will be complete just by being there. And he's saying, you cannot even imagine what is coming up. I'm telling you guys, we have no idea. But I know that God is going to surprise each one of us. He has been good in a world that is full of sin. He has been good to us. He had protected us. He has been taking care of us. He has been loving us in a place that is defect from imagine a place where there is no more sin imagine a place where there is no more tears imagine a place where there is no more suffering but everything will be to be able to enjoy his presence dear God we so much need you you have been so good to us. In every situation that we have been able to live until now, we have seen your hand in our lives. We don't know of a God. We have been able to experience the real God. We have been so blessed by you and everything that you have been allowing us to live. I just ask you for you to continue to bless us and continue to live a life well lived. Allow us to be a life that is only looking towards you. Allow us to make this message what, what came about at the end of Paul's life. Everything that he did, everything that he wrote, everything that he had to endure, everything that he suffered, all the joy that he was able to experience, he sums it up and he says to Timothy to preach, continue to preach this word. Allow us with our words, with our mind, with our heart, with our actions, continue to preach that there is a real God Allow us for other people to be able to see you when they look at us. Allow us to continue to be in the truth and be guided and be obedient by it. 
Don't allow other things to come and distract us, but continue to work in us, continue to protect us, and continue to love us. But above all, we eagerly wait for that day when we will be on your presence. That is our faith, and that's what we continue to look forward to, knowing that everything that is happening here one day will end and everything will become clear and everything will be completed once we stay in your presence. We look for that day. Allow us to live the way that demonstrates that truth in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.